The problem with Scripture is that it cannot be ignored. If we believe that the Bible was inspired by God himself, then there is no escaping the fact that whatever is in the Bible carries with it the authority of the creator of the universe. Yes, certainly, Scripture is complex and nuanced. We have to understand the intention of the biblical authors, the time and place of composition, and the intended audience of each book. We have to read the Bible as a whole, not taking small pieces in isolation. But ultimately, when we are dealing with the Word of God, it cannot be ignored. So we have to take Jesus seriously when he says that whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And we are going to talk about this today. But first, a caveat. I know that following the Lord's teaching on marriage can be incredibly difficult. In fact, in the parallel passage in Matthew, the disciples themselves react by exclaiming, If that is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. I also know that every circumstance is different. And I know that members of our own community are dealing with some very difficult circumstances. I want you to know that while it is my responsibility as your priest to present clearly the teachings of the Lord, it is equally my responsibility to walk with you, to pray with you, and to accompany you if you are struggling with difficult circumstances and are grappling with how to live the teachings of the Lord in your life. You are not alone, and you are absolutely welcome here while you endeavor to follow Christ. Now, how are we to understand marriage? Marriage is a declaration of lifelong service and fidelity made between a man and a woman. Most strictly speaking, marriage is the vows. Where there are vows, there is marriage. And the lifelong nature of marriage comes from living out these vows every day for as long as both spouses shall live. But, while it is true that where there are vows, there is marriage, there are two very common circumstances in which professed vows are not recognized by the Church. The first is when those vows are made to two different people. The second is when those vows are made outside the Church. It is the first circumstance of vows being made to two different people that Jesus is talking about in our gospel today. The nature of a marriage vow is that it has to be complete and irrevocable. Complete because marriage is the gift of an entire life. Irrevocable because if it can be taken back at any time, it is not complete. The problem with second marriages is that if the first set of vows was complete and irrevocable, then the second set of vows cannot be. 
Either the first vows were a lie, or the second ones were. This, by the way, is what an annulment is. It is an investigation into a couple's vows to determine if one of them, at the time of the vows, was, in a sense, lying. That is, making vows that were not complete or irrevocable. Please note that divorce itself is not the problem. There are legitimate reasons why a couple may have to separate, even legally. Domestic violence is the most obvious example. Despite what you may have been told, in cases like these, divorce is not a sin. Certainly the vows cannot be lived out as promised, and this is a tragedy. But the vows remain intact, even in separation. No, it is divorce and remarriage that is a problem in the eyes of the Lord. One simply cannot make a complete vow twice. If a marriage vow is complete and irrevocable, then it cannot be broken by anything except death, even by a loss of love, even by infidelity. If the two spouses meant what they said when they made their vows, God and his church take them at their word and expect them to remain united until death. If you find yourself in a second marriage, please come talk to me. I am happy to help you initiate the process of investigation to determine if your first marriage vows were somehow incomplete. If that option is not available to you for whatever reason, then please let me pray with you so that we can ask Jesus for a way forward. In addition to vows being made to two different people, there is a second scenario where the church will not recognize vows as a legitimate marriage, and that is when two people get married outside the church. The reason for this is not that the vows themselves are faulty. In fact, I know many couples who were married outside the church who have lived out the vows they made to each other in a beautiful and faithful way. No, the problem is that the church simply cannot recognize vows that she was not there to witness. Some historical context may be helpful. The church has always believed that vows are the essence of marriage. But for almost 1,500 years, this meant that two people could go into the woods, make vows to each other, and they would be married. The problem is that men would sometimes do this just to sleep with a woman, and then they would deny that these vows ever took place. This lie would free the man from his obligations to his wife, and the woman would likely be unable to marry another man. It was horribly unjust. So the church made a prohibition against secret marriages. Beginning in the 16th century, vows had to be exchanged before a priest and two witnesses so that the marriage could be proven. In 500 years since, we have not found a better way to combat secret marriages. So this rule is still in place, at least for Catholics. What it means, though, is that the Church still refuses to recognize any marriage involving a Catholic that did not involve a priest and two witnesses, no matter how public the ceremony actually was. 
Whether the marriage happened on a beach or in a courthouse, the church was not there to witness the vows. So the church will not recognize the vows. We are bound by our history, a history that tried to protect women and the sacredness of marriage vows, but which makes life more difficult for us today, given societal trends and circumstances. Nevertheless, if you are Catholic and you did not get married in a Catholic church, please come talk to me. The vows you made at your wedding are good, but the church needs to witness them through a priest or a deacon. It is a straightforward process, and I am very happy to walk you through it. You will not regret making your vows again before the altar of God. My brothers and sisters in Christ, whenever we are faced with a hard teaching, it is easier to ignore it. Easier to say that these are pharisaical laws written by hypocrites. Or to say that love eclipses all. So if there is love, then the marriage circumstances are unimportant. But we can't do this. We are bound by the words of our Lord Jesus. And he made it clear that marriage is something that he cares deeply about. He is, after all, the one who said, No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. A marriage vow is a pledge to lay down one's life. There is no greater love. I have seen the power of marriage vows. I have seen them overcome incredibly difficult obstacles. And I have seen them create beautiful, fervent, lifelong partnerships. Even as we as a community walk with those who struggle, it seems to me that we should always zealously fight for the sanctity of marriage vows. There are few things in the world more important.